Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Preneur podcast. With me, as always, is the sparkly, the magical, the spectacular, and always sparkly, Therese Tucker. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say, and the unicorn. Ooh, hello, show us your horn. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's short but powerful. So we're free balling, got a horn. What else? No, I'm not going there. <laughs> oh, there. Oh, my God. I almost spilled my coffee. <laughs> perfect. Fine. It's perfect. <laughs> we, we wanted to talk about, uh, well, we're giving ourselves the freedom to roam today. Sometimes we do this where we just kind of let it take us wherever it's going to go. And usually it's downhill fast. So get ready for a fun ride. Uh, but I also just wanted to uh, bring up with Rach the energy that's going on today. I have to share with you a story. I'm not going to out this person. Um, I'll keep it anonymous. She's already, she told the story publicly. So it's not like I'm revealing something that that she doesn't want revealed. Mm -hmm. But this is a perfect example of the energy right now. So apparently um, she had to send out a mass email. I think I'm getting this right to like everybody in her company. And she had a massive typo. (laughs) A massive typo. I thought it was brilliant. In her email to like the big, like everybody (laughs) in her company. And instead of typing clock, she accidentally left out the L. Oops. So, so this big corporate email had the word cock in it. <laughs> I told her, I, I, I responded, I'm like, first of all, I feel for you so much, but can I just say that is the most memorable, hilarious, and unintentionally brilliant typo you could possibly, like, you can't make this shit up. That is so good. <laughs> I'm sure no the people receiving it. it will just laugh. And I wonder how many emails she got in response saying, uh, had a typo. I think she had, she said she had to have a talk, but it was, it turned out fine. They were very, uh, sympathetic and understanding. And she's I, like, without working with her directly, I just know her from a, an energy and integrity level. And I know that she is, she's really good at what she does. So I'm pretty sure that everyone was just like, you know, but but please don't send out <laughs> please any don't more cops. It's 11 no more No more cops. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so the reason I bring up this story is it's a perfect example. She was also talking about just feeling off in energy and it was like too much. Um, and sort of a perfect example of what we wanted to talk about today, which is um, you may have gone through it you might be going through it or you may be just about to be entering it, but there's huge uh, kind of energy anomaly happening or that has happened recently. Um, I have not looked at the Schumann resonance. So let's, let me, I was about to say backtrack. <laughs> let me back it up. Too much coffee. <laughs> Too much licking my coffee cup. She was licking the chocolate before. The I, okay, let me just. Okay, let's see. There's chocolate stuck on the rim, and there's no chocolate in the house right now. So I literally was like licking my coffee cups. There's like a line of lipstick going around my cup, and I will lick the rest. Damn it! I need the trace amounts of chocolate. So let's talk about what the energy I've heard about. Now I need to do the research, so I'm getting like secondhand, or probably third or fourth hand knowledge. But recently, we had a solar flare. So the sun gives off like little sunstorms, these little explosions, which they call solar flares. Well, the more dramatic the solar flare, they're called X flares, and they all have different classes. And the bigger the flare, the more it affects us. And I'll explain how that works. But we apparently had one, Rach. It was the size of the Earth. (laughs) So can you imagine the sun burping out? Uh, like That's a, a bit more like than a burp. That is a bit more projectile vomit. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> well, I mean, cons- now think about the solar system and the size of the planets. I mean, we're technically one of the, you know, not a small planet, but we're not the, one of the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. So if it's sending out like a, an Earth-sized burp or projectile vomit, imagine what would happen if it went Saturn. You know what I mean? That Or Jupiter. Jupiter. Holy crap. We, it would take over the freaking universe if it did that. It'd wipe us all out, like not necessarily literally, but just we, 
everybody has a nap. <laughs> Sleep <laughs> and craziness and emotions and yeah. Yeah, because what happens is um, there's a plasma wave when the, the sun does these burps. The plasma wave goes through the, the universe. Like it's this like wave of energy that goes and it coats, right? It coats everything it goes through. So we go through this plasma wave. And the plasma wave affects us on the electromagnetic field and specifically the electromagnetic field of the earth. So that's where the Schumann resonance comes in. That's a way of tracking the earth's electromagnetic frequency and what it's doing. If it's high, if it's low, um, if it has a seismic jump. So when well, we, we get these, see what it's been doing lately now. You... I know we need to find it. Like, well, you talk about that. I don't want to have a quick look. <laughs> have a quick look. So yeah, when we get these um, flares, eventually our resonance, our resonance, the Schumann resonance will track it and you'll see these huge spikes. Um, when we go through it though, the electromagnetic field of the earth shifts, it changes, it becomes more intense. What that does is we actually, our own personal electromagnetic fields are directly connected to the earth. So when the earth shifts, we shift. When the earth has like a strong pulse of energy going through it, we get a jolt. And what that can do to us, it can create strong emotional feelings uh, and intense energy. Um, it can affect us emotionally, psychologically, sometimes physically, um, and of course spiritually because it's all connected. So different people that I've been talking to have just been reporting that it's been a really rough time. And if that's what might be going on for you, like maybe you're going through um, extreme mood swings. Like, oh my God, I swear to God, kids and animals show you faster <laughs> than anything what the earth is doing because they're so, you know, present and just plugged in. So when they act kookamonga, you know, you know something's up. But yeah, my kids have had super high levels of energy mixed with super moodiness. And I've even seen it in my husband and myself too, just like, why does it feel hard to process things right now? So if you're noticing that, um, maybe give yourself a break. I've, I've had a lot of people say to me privately, why, why does this feel so bad? And what am I doing wrong? Nothing is the answer. I'm just looking Nothing's at the graph wrong. now. So some, some of the peaks were around the 2nd of August was a quite a large set of peaks from the 2nd to about the 6th that dropped back down. And then mm -hmm. from around the, the 13th, so in between sort of included a little bit of the 12th and the 14th, another one. And we have just had another not quite as high spike in the last, uh, where are we? Uh, so in the last couple of days, yeah, last couple of days we've had a, another. Tell me, is it on the 26th? Does it say that? Uh, looks like it kind of peaked on the 27th but it started to hit on the 26th and yes. now has has dropped back down but it looks like it's now going another peak up or that's starting. really interesting because two of those peaks the last two that you mentioned was the new moon and the full moon huh interesting it's powerful stuff guys i mean it's the, the way this year has been going with the lunar cycles and like the big cosmic events keep lining up with the lunar cycle like every time the moon does something big big mm. cosmic shifts in planets are happening it's crazy it's been to the point where every time i said this is uh, when i say this is really intense or bizarre energy in the spirit circle people are like come on trace say that every like, time every time like, <laughs> but it is and i'm like <laughs> i'm like it is i'm not being dramatic and i'm not like <laughs> hyping this it's really crazy it's been really crazy and I think it's going to, I personally don't think it's going to subside so much. Like we're never going to go back because we've talked about this before. The, the human resonance is really a way of measuring our, um, you know, the, the energy that's coming at us, but also the energy that we're, we're raising to. So our vibration and we're in a, a transition period, I guess, right now. It's a, it's a massive growth phase where we are continuing to expand and, and let go of what is low vibration. Um, which means things like the, the solar flares are, are kind of really pushing us along more than anything else. Um, they're forcing us to do things like hibernate, to go inward, 
to, you know, I know for me, I've been really forced to listen to my body. I just cannot not listen to it. So if I don't have the energy to do something, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. Whereas before I would push through it and I could, but at the moment, everything is saying, no, you can't, you have to relax into this because the more you relax into it, kind of like, um, you know, alcoholic in a, uh, someone who's had lots of alcohols in a car accident, they are less damaged if they relax through and that's why they get less damage because they're already very relaxed. Um, but you've got to relax through these things so that they don't feel like they're pummeling you quite so much. You will continue to raise up your vibration and you will let go of the things you don't need, but it doesn't have to be traumatic to us either. At least that's my, right. my take on it. No, I agree. And what, but what's interesting is like in Rach and I are great examples because we're all cycling differently. So where she might be feeling more of an internal pull or need to slow down and pause, I'm actually getting a crazy amount of energy to go forward. And it feels natural. So for me to pause would actually, sounds weird, but it would feel um, almost like I'm putting on the brakes while I'm, I'm in a car that's going really fast downhill. Not downhill, but you know, like it's, it's naturally it's picking up speed. Thank you. That's the word. <laughs> I was like, that I got sounds a like a bad metaphor. <laughs> like my car's going downhill. Okay. I would want to break if that was happening, but <laughs> momentum. Thank you. That's the word. So, um, you know, it's all about, it's, it's getting more and more to the point where you really have to get in tune with yourself. The universe is urge, urging all of us to get in tune because what works for one does not work for the other. And to force yourself onto somebody else's cycle because you think that's what's right means that you're not listening to your internal guidance, which is telling you when it's stop and when it's go. And the truth is the way that the, you know, if you want to think of the universe, it's almost like this giant gyrating, um, like a, like a, one of those circular things that gyrate, you know, when they have all the loops and each loop is going different directions, but it's in perfect alignment right. with, with itself and it keeps it moving because when one piece is going this way another goes that way and it it continues the momentum of the whole mm. so we're um all of us operating like that some go this way some go that way some go that you know we're all mm. going in different directions and yet by simply listening to our internal guidance and going where we're pulled to go the whole is in beautiful okay. movement Mm -hmm. I've certainly seen that on my wall and I follow a lot of different people who are all very spiritual and energy and light workers and all of that. And it has been a very mixed, mixed group. So definitely I've seen people like Therese who are on fire right now. They are in the zone. They're getting stuff done. They are clear. They don't need anywhere near as much sleep as what I need right now. Oh, oh God, no, that's not true. But yes, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> there are yeah, varying degrees. But, you know, for me, I'm crashing out in the afternoon. I'm having to sleep all afternoon. I'm crawling into bed and I'm asleep by 7, 7.30, not every night. But, you know, there's a lot of rest happening on my end. Um, and there's other people that are similar to me as well. Right. And, um, yeah, so I would, one of the things I would caution, it was interesting. I was having a fantastic chat with a good friend of both of uh, Rachel and ours, Nairi, which we've talked, we've had her in a group meditation before. She's a wonderful person. Uh, but she was talking to me about how she's like, I got this vision for you, Teresa. You're here to like break down the, the misconceptions of the new age stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> when she said that, I was like, um. <laughs> I'm going to go paint some pictures. <laughs> but I think one of the misconceptions that I would like to break down, should I be so bold as to start, is that there is a right path. Mm. It's so not true. It's, it's, it simply is incorrect information. And that's, I think, the most damaging. Because to, to assume that there is one path or a right path um, means that you're giving your own power away to somebody else's idea, right? And as we and so they're getting more power and their idea is getting fed, but you, you know, at some point you might be going along and you're like, that feels right. And then they say something and you're like, no. <laughs> but it's kind of like you've already you've already decided that the guidance lies outside of you rather than inside. All right. So the guru you should seek is the guru within. That is the first that is the first conception or, or the first concept that I would establish that might be against what some of the new age teachings 
are telling us, right? That there is a, a team out there that exists outside of you. Now you hear me talk about our spirit team, my spirit team, yours all the time. This is a group of energy, right? That exists within mm. and they are connected to you, which would make you in some sense, the like CEO of that group. Um, and, and so this idea that uh, any knowledge that you need in this world is only available from a, a wiser source outside of you is false information. Mm-mm. Right. And we have access so, to that. Like we all have access to that. And I oh think, my God, yes. I think it's a good point that we make today that, you know, we do hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know, I see it on my wall all the time. Oh my God, are you feeling the energy? It's really knocking me about. And you get a lot of people on the post going, oh yes, it's knocking me about too. Um, but what it does for people who are like, well, it's not knocking me about. Maybe I'm not connected. Right. Maybe I'm not blah, blah, blah. I, don't, I think, you know. Maybe have, I'm not sensitive enough, right? Yeah, to feel exactly. It. Exactly. And I think, you know, we, we talked about it. We haven't really talked about it in this concept, like in this way before. But, you know, how people are experiencing the current energy is not how you have to experience it and everything is right. And it might not be authentic to you. Some yeah. people, first of all, um, if we look at some some ancient tools, and I don't, you know, I don't mean to discredit teachings that have come before, because we definitely can learn from history, and there's always the truth. The truth exists in the external world as well, um, but anything that guides you away from from a sense of mastery or a sense of um, s- sovereignty, right? That you actually have. Uh, a, a direct connection to power. Anything that guides you away from that is something I would be wary of. Um, but if we look at something like Vedic astrology, for example, on any given day, certain people might have um, what's called a malefic placement of a planet, meaning that the planet is in a position that is has a negative impact on you. Okay. Mm. Um, but on the same day, some like let's say I'm having a malefic alignment to mars or something on that same day rachel's alignment to mars might be in a beneficial alignment for her meaning that on the very same day that we're experiencing the world's energy so we're feeling tapping into it i might feel like shit like the world is against me like nothing's going my way or working and she might feel like bliss like everything's so aligned and easy and comes to me naturally (laughs) that's a good day not to talk to her about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be a day where (laughs) (laughs) send you love send you love (laughs) but do you so now so let's say that that's the scenario that's going on and I'm feeling the heaviness of the energy and she's feeling it's light. Both are existing at the same time and both are, are being tapped into. But if Rach were to give me more credit for being intuitive, she, in this scenario, right? Like she's like, okay, Therese is more intuitive. So whatever Therese feels is true. Mm-hmm. That's what she's saying. That's dangerous. And I think that, you know, in the same sort of thing, uh, that, you know, and it words. 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 I'm going to lick my mug while you're doing that. Okay. So what I was trying to say is, you know, people also related to, um, you know, our birth charts, our, the numerology, our astrology, you know, everyone has in, uh, a unique blueprint in that way, which is, you know, tail, dovetailing with what you were saying. So, you know, my birth time, month and whatnot, I'm under certain signs and certain things line up and, and then I have a grid for, you know, certain days of the month that are my good days based on the numbers and certain right. days of the month that are not my good days based on the numbers. It's the same thing here. So knowing that we are all very individual and our energetic alignment is not necessarily the same, although we're feeling similar things through the energies at the same time, but it doesn't necessarily right. manifest looking the same way. And, and can I tell you, um, I, as someone who is openly, you know, professes to being intuitive, psychic, a teacher of intuition, things like that, don't get me wrong, I have fallen into that feeling many times, especially if you get a lot of people on the chain, like, I really do feel that, and you're like, but I'm not. It can really <laughs> feels like off. on the outside, it's like all the cool kids it, are over there. <laughs> right, all the cool kids are like, oh, my brain is hurting, and you're just like, oh. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, ow. Yeah, it really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've, I have done that before. It's like, oh, 
Yeah, I'm a little bit tired. Of course. It's called, it's, it's a social mm. conditioning called bandwagoning, right? If enough mm. people tip the scale to this is what I should be feeling, we will abandon our own feelings to be socially accepted. Absolutely, we do it. We do it in so many different ways. And, and it, with intuition or intuitive gifts or feeling or being sensitive is, no, is not protected. Being spiritual, right? Our spiritual identity is actually not protected from our social conditioning. So we, we have to recognize that. And first of all, we have to give ourselves a break because social conditioning is um, something that starts early and is repetitive. It's like dogmatically repetitive and it takes a long time to break. So something that takes a long time to build takes a long time to break mm. and no area of your life will be um, protected from that conditioning if it gets triggered, right? Not even spirituality. And, with, and so interestingly enough, when, wow, this took like a heavy turn. <laughs> we started with cock and now we're like here. <laughs> well, we did warn people. You want to need wine, you might need coffee. I don't know. Maybe chocolate. You That's might a need a security blanket. <laughs> I know, like a thumb. Okay, everybody hug themselves. You're fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> there is um, a trend out there because, okay, so here's the truth. The truth is we are all psychic. We're all intuitive. We all have an ability to be incredibly sensitive, to be empathic, to be telepathic. What You name it, you have it because all of those qualities are part of the package called human, right? They are the extrasensory parts of the package called human. But if you're human, you also get those gifts. Um, Comes in the and story. we are moving... <laughs> It's it's standard. It's standard <laughs> delivery with your human package. Comes with. <laughs> exactly. Now you can upgrade at any time, but let's I digress. <laughs> human to so, <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, you can like upgrade the Okay, I can't. <laughs> Wait, where am I going? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Distracted you with talking unicorns and then software. Unicorns. We went into the geek zone, that's human. where we lost you. <laughs> All right. So bringing it back. So, so intuition, psychic ability, standard. Okay. Let's just say that is standard model, uh, human model mode. Now let's apply it to this time period where everybody see around us and especially your group of people you're around. If they're awakening to this knowledge, that's always been there. Then everybody thinks that that might be spirituality. Like something is happened to me allowing me to have these gifts the only thing that's happened is that you went holy shit i have these gifts right like that's the gifts were there they're inherent in you they were and lying dormant mm -hmm. it's kind of like having air conditioning in your car but never having used it and then one day you turn it on you're like oh i have ac this is awesome <laughs> right i'm so it's always there yeah exactly i'm so special all the cool kids have it unintended <laughs> <laughs> You like that? <laughs> I'm getting better at fun. I, I, I would have missed that. You not pointed it out because I'm so. <laughs> so we're in this time period right now where it seems uh, a student of mine was saying it feels like everybody left, right, and center is claiming they're psychic. Right? Everybody's claiming they're psychic. Everybody's offering readings. Some everybody's an angel, intuitive expert, light language. I mean, like, and I'm not kidding. If you look for it on social media, I am connected to so many people who are offering card readings. Like all the time I'll be scrolling Facebook and it's card readings and, you know, hello, I'm, I offer card readings on Facebook. So I'm not dogging that. I'm just saying it's prevalent. It's predominant right now. And there are some people tying this idea of spirituality to different aspects like reading cards or um, claiming psychic ability or, you know, having premonitions or things like that. That's what makes them intuitive mm -hmm. is if they can claim that, right? So what do they do? So if you feel insecure about that, if you don't believe you have them and you're not sure you have access, but you desperately want to be part of this like new kid club, you might go buy a deck of tarot cards, right? And like try to just... <laughs> read cards on Facebook live and suddenly that makes you spiritual. And, and, um, the truth is 
that's just a tool. Mm. It's a tool. It, it's not what, um, that's not what activates like your higher self or your spirituality. Rachel, I want to flip this over to you for a second and see if you're like picking up what I'm throwing down here <laughs> while I lick my mug some more. <laughs> I mean, the, the reality is in the, our current world that more and more people are discovering their standard mode of operating, they are discovering their ability to tap into stuff. I mean, I know when I was a lot younger, um, I used to think that psychic abilities were only for people who got the, the extra special package. It was the additional special. extras. Yep. The additional extras that they just happened to come in with. I never thought that it was something that I could learn to do or that I even had the, the basis for learning. Um, and it was for permission maybe, or permission. Yeah. Permission. I, no, it wasn't permission. It was just a, a complete naivety to think that it just was not something that I was born with. Therefore it was not something I could ever learn to do. And, um, yeah, I had a beautiful uh, mentor and who started me on my spiritual path who I, I worked with and she was, she's a psychic medium channel and she let me know that it's not, it is absolutely something that I can develop in myself. I have all of the, the necessary equipment, so to speak, and it was just a matter of dedicating time. And like we talk about, the, the process of mastery is really just practice, 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 practice. And you know, the beautiful thing about the internet is it gave us access to so much more education and information that as those of us who started to go, oh, really, I can learn that and started to look for, well, how can I learn that? How can I get better at it? And started to tap into the resources and more and more people, it's, it's becoming, I guess, more mainstream known that we have these gifts and the benefit of developing these, you need to stop calling them gifts, but these skills. And, um, and, you know, we, we talk about it in business. There are a lot more people now that talk about intuition and business and people who talk about intuition and even psychic and channeling and, um, you know, channeling creative stuff that the information, the, the, the words, the, um, the, the amount of people that are now embracing it, it's become a mainstream thing that means it's more acceptable. So I think we're seeing a fantastic flood of people who are really stepping into and playing with their, their skills and developing them, which I think is amazing. Everybody should be a card reader or everybody should be channeling oh my gosh. their stuff. Yes. And I, I'm a, you know I'm a huge fan of tools. Shit, I mean, oh. I developed a school where I taught people, hey, want to use these tools? <laughs> it's a tool. You know, so I, I'm a fan. It's I'm a school a of tools. Of having a, School to, it's, it's not a school for tools. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did it again. It's, this is, mm -hmm. It's the energy. We have to the energy. I am channeling <laughs> this amazing phonology right now. All right. <laughs> I have no problem with tools. I have no problem with the reading cards. Um, you know, funny enough, we have the lovely uh, Jake. Jake or another amazing psychic um, tuning in. It's not letting me see his whole comment. And sometimes Facebook does that, but it, he's saying that what is scary is the type of people giving advice and manipulating others' lives and calling themselves psychic. Yes. This is kind yes. of what I wanted to touch on. So the more insecure we feel about our skills, or if you want to call them gifts, the more insecure and, and um, doubtful we are of our own ability the more easily we're manipulated by other people. And there are some people who want to play the old paradigm still because it's a benefit and there's still people who believe it. And the old paradigm is there's a select few with special powers and they're the only ones who can do something with it. Or who can teach you or who can um, provide this information. I think that's the, the probably one of the things that we, we all, all should be focused on is the, you know, what's best for us and, and good for, for others and good for the world. It's the pure of heart that, you know, we want to be focused on. I don't know where I was going with that, but, you know, just... Well, I mean, I think, that, I think that the thing is, um, first of all, we all have to question more. And I just mean, and I don't mean question others so much, but we need to question information more. We one of the things I know to be true about assumptions, when we make assumptions or we, we've been given assumptions that we accept these to be true without doing the research, without 
questioning it. And this creates a static energy. When we decide we know what something is, we've locked down that frequency into a, like a set parameter in which the frequency only vibrates this much and it's around the thought or the assumption about it. So when we can open our minds and question, but is it true? Even if we aren't saying this isn't true, just go, this is what I think, but is it true? It's like we open the channel back up, which allows new information to come to us that will either confirm the assumption and create more of a, um, a baseline truth in our life, or it will challenge it and cause us to decide if that's something that's worth holding on to anymore. Mm. Right. Because the, the truth of the world is that I think it was, it was Shakespeare who said, and I'm probably going to mangle this quote, but it's, the, <laughs> um, you know, it's, he said something along the lines of it's the fool who thinks he's wise and the wise man who knows himself to be a fool. Mm. So a fool thinks they know everything and therefore cannot receive new information or expand their mind or change their mind. Because they, they know it. And we know, we've all run into people who hang out in that vibration where it's like you can't tell them anything else because they know. Mm. And our experience of that vibration when we run into someone who's holding that is like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> there's no getting through to them, right? It's just like, why bother? Because they're so set in their ways. That's usually that, what that energy feels like. The person that's truly actually wise is the one who keeps their mind open. So they have an idea, right? It doesn't mean you don't have ideas and it doesn't even mean that you don't have perceptions, but you are willing to stay open to that changing. Hmm. And also it's very, checking in with yourself. Like when people, I mean, we see it all the time. We, it's very easy to put you know, people we think who are far more advanced or ex, you know, experts in certain areas, even spiritual stuff. Um, you know, we listen to them and, and they turn around and say, well, this is the truth and this is what you need to do or whatever. I still see and, you know, have been uh, guilty of going, oh, okay, well, they must know better without checking in first and going, well, hang on a second. How does that, does that feel good and right to me? And if it doesn't feel good and right, why does it not feel good and right? So taking the time to really do some self-inquiry to find out if it's just your fears that are getting in the way, because that can happen, particularly if it's um, you know, information that is actually for your good and your growth. Um, or it'll either be something that goes, no, that doesn't sound right to me. That doesn't feel right to me. I really don't think that's right for me. You know, there's, there's a part of you that just goes, hmm. No, and there's no fear attached to it. It's just no. And we have to, no matter who we're hearing the information from, we have to listen to our own guidance and make decisions from there. I, I so agree. And I'm also trying to type at the same time. <laughs> so I just want to uh, do a shout out. It's actually um, Erica Sanchez's birthday and I believe Erica <laughs> you are Monica's sister I believe so happy birthday to you yeah yeah very very happy birthday well we should open up for some questions because we've been talking we are yes wow. so go ahead and and type in your questions anything you want any question you want answered uh psychically but of course you could answer yourself but if you would like <laughs> some and then please check in with yourself to know if it's right <laughs> that's right that's right Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, it's such a big can of worms. We just opened, it's a big discussion, but yes, they're just like in every industry, there are people out there doing good work and there are people out there who are manipulating others. It's, it's, I don't think that there's any area where we can't find someone who's taken something that's pure and mm. helpful and tainted it to some degree. Right. Mm. So it exists. Um, and I guess the takeaway I'd want people to have is like what Rach was saying, just check in with yourself, right? So if it, if what we're saying to you, for example, right now feels good, that you feel, wait a minute, yeah, I do feel like I, I've had psychic experiences or that maybe that is already in me and that feels good, that's a resonating thought for you, that means that there's agreement internally. Whereas if I said to you, uh, my name is Therese. 
I am reincarnated as a high priestess from Greece, and I have brought forward my gifts from ancient times, and only I have the secret and the power of life, but I'm going to teach it to you. And you're like, but $10,000, sorry. <laughs> well, usually a price tag does come with that, but <laughs> if they're limiting and saying, I am, you know, you are not because you don't have this qualification. Now, everything I just said may well be true. However, if it feels limiting or negative or you're like skeptical of that, that is something to pay attention to. It might be skeptical because, right, you don't believe in reincarnation. That might cause skepticism. But it might also be re skeptical, skeptical because your soul knows it's not true. Right. It's not resonating with you. And regardless of my truth, if it doesn't resonate with you, it's not right for you. And multiple realities, multiple potentialities exist. And this is where it gets really crazy because I can be holding a vibration of truth that is so unaligned to you that it's false. And for you, it is false. And this is where we get into the really weird quantum entanglement mm -hmm. stuff that even my mind starts to go, like, what? Definitely need one for that. All right, so yes. before we uh, start taking the questions, we just want to do a quick... We'd love for people to join us on the spirit circles where we do a lot more talking about the energies and what's currently happening in the energies for the two week period in between the moons so that you're more mm, informed and can ride through whatever's happening at the time. And we, in the full moon, we actually use the full moon to release whatever is no longer serving us so that when we hit the new moon, when we start to call in what we want, we are more in resonance with it without as much resistance because we've let it go in the previous full moon. And in that process, we spend 90 minutes together. We, Therese channels through sometimes light language, um, a journey with our team, which is always like an energy transmission as well as it just working on so many different levels. It's just amazing. Every time it's different. We don't know where we're going or what we're doing. Um, and then at the end, we do. <laughs> I love it. It was so good. And then right at the end, you're like, we don't know where we go, where we're going or what we're doing. <laughs> but it's, awesome. We don't know what we're doing, but join us. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the fun part. It's an adventure. We go on an adventure with our team. It's not pre-planned. That's what she means to say. Yes. We do know she what we're doing. <laughs> We do know what we're doing. Oh, we know what we're doing. We just don't know where we're going in the journey. It's, it's a fun surprise. Stop it. <laughs> that was such a good sales pitch. Sales is not that my strong point. That was such a good pitch. And then at the end, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> right. You. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on to questions. No, no. We need to record that and then just attach it to every podcast that we do. That, just that bit, you know, like really build it up and then just shoot it in the foot. She's horrible. So horrible. It's so good. It's so good. That's like putting cock in the middle of it. Hey, people like cock. It's fine. You okay, for those who are just watching, please go back to the beginning. Otherwise, that joke won't land for you. Anyway, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Today's podcast, and we now have question ten. We do. Rachel Hold on, I gotta, I gotta bring that in because it was so good, so good. Okay, <laughs> so uh, Liza is saying hi, Rachel Therese. I have been, <laughs> I have been enjoying your podcast. Yay! And I had a lovely alignment moment with something you were talking about that popped, uh, popped it on in the car where you wait wait that popped on in the car where you said the same thing i was thinking downloading moments before oh awesome uh it was very helpful as i have been in a deep time of reflecting and questioning and have been af after having a baby see i can't read hold on but i'm trying <laughs> you after having a baby and losing a friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm, that's um, a lot of big events in a very short space of time. Yeah. And she says, thank you for what you do. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for giving us the love and acknowledgement. I'm so glad you're enjoying the podcast. And I'm, I'm glad that you're finding that alignment that definitely, whenever we get those beautiful moments of synchronicity, mm. pay attention to those because it's, it's like confirmation from the universe that, hey, I got your back. You're doing great. Thumbs up. You're going in the right direction. Yeah. 
All right, let me keep scrolling. We have a, a lot of awesome comments today. And I'm the one who has to read them. This is scary, guys. <laughs> All right. It's a lot of responsibility. Wine is the answer. I just saw that while scrolling. Yes, Tim. <laughs> yes. Yes, there are many paths. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Uh, you should, Jake, let's see. Oh, I hate it when it does this thing where it won't let you read the whole comment. Okay. Jake says, you should see the implementation of those skills uh, in non-English speaking countries combined with cultural beliefs, making for a fascinating experience. I bet. Yeah, I bet. Trying to share concepts across language and belief systems that might be totally different than yours. That'll expand your mind super quick. <laughs> Yay. You're my favorite. <laughs> Jake's saying I'm his favorite unicorn. Everybody missed, <laughs> missed the horn. <clears throat> yes, the wisest man knows that he knows nothing. Absolutely, yes. he does. Yep. That's it. Tim. Okay, let's see. Let me see the whole comment. Uh, often I will go, uh, I will confer with others if not sure about something mm. uh, I am feeling or getting, but ultimately it'll be my own intuition yeah. I go with. And yep, you know what, Ad advisor, I think, so here's something I wrote a blog. If you, if you go to spirit for success, spirit, the number four success.com, Rach and I have an awesome blog there. So many yummy topics on a, a variety of things that, um, peak Rach and I's interest. And at one point I wrote a blog about mm. the, the end of psychic readings, meaning the death of that industry. And what I meant by that was that, um, Instead of people viewing uh, someone as a psychic and having an ability to see something that they don't have the ability to see, there will be a transformation where it'll be more like psychic counsel, right? So it's, this is what I'm getting. What are you getting? Mm. They'll give you their, their perspective and you might actually, you know, bounce it off a few people, but what you're going to notice is, um, a lot of times that we will, we will turn to each other as it advisors now, rather than you have an ability that I don't. It's, we're going to start asking each other for perspective in energy versus tell me what I don't know. Mm. So that's, that's a great point. And we know yes. sometimes our own emotions get in the way of us getting a clear answer. And I like to, I know I've got a, a very, very strong inner circle that are all psychics and intuitives in some way, shape or form. So if I want to get a, an answer or a clearer understanding, then I will talk to my inner circle. Well, they'll all tell me something a little bit different, but there'll be a, a through mm -hmm. line between it. And then I kind of take that and then listen to, okay, well, what feels good feels right out of everything I've heard and what felt good to me. Often it's just confirmation about what I already knew but my emotions were getting in the way for me to feel as confident in it. And that's one way, particularly as you're building your strength in that area to build confidence in it is to speak to those who you know are, who are for your highest good um, and who are using their, their psychic gifts is uh, that helps you to build confidence in yourself by just having that, you know, sounding board that often just confirms what you already know. I want you to think about it this way. You're standing in a circle and your psychic network, if you will, is standing around you. You're in the middle of, of their circle around you. Right there in the middle with you is your answer. So you and the answer are one next to each other. When you ask for psychic counsel, you are getting the perspective of this group. Now, notice that if I'm standing at this point in the circle or this point in the circle, I am seeing different a different piece of it. So over here, one for friend will see it from this angle another from this and so and so forth so just like she said it's kind of like the you know the metaphor with the men touching the elephant right they're all blindfolded and they're trying to figure out what it is they're touching what they need is to confer with each other mm -hmm. right like i've got a tusk i've got a tail i've got a a foot right they're um if they base it solely off their perspective especially if they're trying to see a bigger picture um, advisory working as a council is a very strong way to move forward we get a bigger sense of the picture because from our um 
immediate perspective, we're only going to be able to perceive so much. It's just how we're, it's just how we operate unless we go up into higher consciousness, which is what um, creating counsel does. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Erica is saying, I've been feeling more intuitive lately, finding my growth within. Yay. How can I get more clarity on these feelings, more vibrations from others? Boom. <laughs> Answered your question we before I read that. See, we must Beautiful. have known. We did. It was right there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Gotta love how that works, right? So, yeah, I mean, just I, one of the things that the team's always kind of saying to me is that we were never going to be given the entire puzzle. The, the entire puzzle of life has never been given to one aspect. We all carry pieces of it. And the idea is that we come together and put the puzzle together. And the more of us that come together to put the puzzle, the clearer the picture gets until we reach what's called that unified consciousness where we, as each piece clicks into place, the idea of we are one, you might have a logical concept, but if you want a visceral concept, this is what has to happen. We come together. Uh, it was designed that way. No one point will have all the power. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> all right. So we got another question here. Do we have time? Yeah, we'll slide another one. Okay. So Caitlin is saying, are there any direct clues on how I can find a local in-person tribe or actually even just one person that I can connect with on the soul level? Uh, that's probably way too deep a question, but I get so stuck in loneliness whenever I get sick and I feel like I never have any in-person emotional support or just someone, cut me off again, uh, someone to come over and sit with me when I feel like shit. I can't always rely on my family, even if I'm near them. I can still find myself feeling this way because they get busy and won't always, and then it cuts me off, Caitlin. So let me try to scroll. It's doing that thing where it closes the comment, says more, and then I go to hit more, and then the little icons of how to react to it pop up, so it blocks the words. So I think we got the gist of it there um, about how to create in-person connections. So Caitlin, I know I've said this to you a couple times and it's going to sound like a broken record, but one is you might have to be the instigator and most likely you will have to instigate. Two, um, you have to, <laughs> the truth is you just have to go to where these people would be, right? So, and it's going to, on a very aligned day, if you were really listening, like just deeply letting the universe guide you and you ask the direct question, guide me to a member of my soul tribe who's here. You know, you got to get really specific with your question and then truly follow the prompts, right? If it's like, go to the park, go to the park, you go to the park. Um, and then from there, you might have a conversation with someone, not the soul tribe person about a book, but the book's really intriguing. So then you're like, I got to get that book. So then you go and you get that book and you're at the bookstore um and let's say you meet someone there or on the way out or getting checked out from the bookstore someone goes oh my god i read this book it's so amazing and it touched my life and changed it and then you get into a deep conversation boom cashier at the bookstore is the one you were supposed to meet but you had to go to the park to find out does that make sense mm -hmm. so sometimes we get and and the threads can sometimes be longer than that okay so what, what I'm saying is trust the impulses that come when you send out the request. It might not make sense. It might not be go to yoga studio because the teacher there is ready to befriend you, right? It might be go get yourself an ice cream or something like that. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, like just can it be more specific? And sometimes it, it can't because there's something you need every step of the way that had you gone directly to that person, you might have missed. Mm. You know what I mean? I got <laughs> Rach. I got it. Okay, here, let's look at this. Let's take Rach and I, for example. I did not directly find Rach. Like, we didn't just connect on Facebook. Um, we had to, and we're in two different countries, so running into her 
um, would be slightly impossible. Um, you know, we had to first resonate on a similar interest. And then we both had to find ways to, um, well, we both had questions. It had nothing to do with finding her uh, directly, but I was supposed to find her. I, I got hints. Like I knew Australia was really important around the time that I actually connected to her without knowing because we were both in the same program. But I kept getting these hints that Australia was really important to me. And I was like, this is insane. I don't understand why it's important. Right. And then we were in a program and we were in it for a while before we even started talking to each other. Mm. Yep. Um, so it's not always so straightforward. Um, and you don't know, you know, it, it's not always clear who these people are going to be. When you look back, it's clear. You're like, how did I miss that? Right. But go, going through it, you have to go through trust and you have to follow the feeling. Well, that's how I met my first spiritual mentor. I decided I wanted to have someone that could teach me that. And I um, followed the intuition, which was to, uh, what was it? I can't remember what it was exactly, but I went to, I ended up going to a mind body spirit festival here or in Canberra. <clears throat> and at that, I happened to, I just sort of stood at the, the list of all the different people and went, well, who do I feel? You know, I, interestingly enough, because of my kinesiologist, she told me, just go with what I feel. And I'd been typically a logical person, like, who do I need? Um, so I went, okay, I'll go with what I feel. And she popped up and I ended up getting a, a session with her and talked about, you know, that I wanted to, to go onto this path. And, and she suggested I go and get some tarot cards. And so then I went and got the tarot cards. And then there was something else that led me back to her. And then I found out she did a meditation class. And then I went and did the meditation class. And then we build a, built a friendship basically over that. And she became my first spiritual mentor. But it, was, it all stemmed from the original instinct was, um, I think it was a couple of things that happened before I got to the Mind Body Spirit Festival. But I think actually, no, it was tarot cards. I got the tarot cards first and then went to the Mind Body Spirit Festival. That's when I met her. So it was this chain of things that started mm -hmm. with a, an inspiration and an intention as to what it is that I wanted and led me to her. Um, so Caitlin's responding to this uh, and it's doing that, that thing where it's, okay, there we go. Uh, she says, I know it's just frustrating because I get stuck in this a lot. It's hard for me to find people who will stick around long enough to build a deeper connection and then be able to understand better. And this is tricky. I mean, I, two of my closest friends in the world, Rach and my friend Schmel, <laughs> who I just call, I'm going to call her Schmel, um, they're not physically present. I am very close to these people and I um, emotionally you know, I look to them for a lot of support um, and they, I can't be near them. No. Not, I mean, I can, but it would take a lot of effort <laughs> and a lot of cash and a lot of flying to, you know, to get close, physically close. Um, and sometimes I, I, I will say, yeah, it, I'm not going to lie. That can be frustrating, right? When you just want someone there with you, mm. you know, the need for physical connection is a real human need. It's, it goes all the way back to birth. So that feeling that you're having is a legit feeling and the frustration that you're feeling is also legitimate. So I think that letting yourself, you know, feel that and feel the frustration working in, like working into it, surrendering into it. Now I know that's like, oh, Therese, no more surrender, no more going deeper into the pain, but the only way out of it is through it, right? And sometimes we get these things put in our path that are very uncomfortable and painful. And we feel like the answer is someone else showing up or someone else doing something for us. And the truth is perhaps the reason why they are not there yet is because in order for you to grow on a deeper level, you have to go through that pain, right? And then once you've processed it, it's no longer a block in your life, which means you've opened the doors back up to have that, relationship but you're going to have it in a stronger more stable more um, self-aware way where you where before you might lean on them a little bit much you won't now right like you'll have a you'll have a healthy a really strong and healthy relationship that serves both you and them without um, them feeling like they're taking on heavy needs right Rach I mean 
it's kind of your zone to talk about but yeah and I, I mean I can certainly look at my own situations and things that have happened to me in the last even the last 12 months where I've, I've done all the all the work to manifest the thing that I, I needed um, and it didn't come through and then you know months later as things progress and things change and you know I've had to make different decisions and do things differently I can look back and go huh now I see why I didn't come in at that time I actually wasn't meant to do that at least not then um, which has then forced me down you know in my mind forced me down this other path which has actually not forced me at all it just made me make different decisions and sort of step back from all the things I was attaching to and going okay well what is good what is right and having a bit more patience with myself um, to see that the you know the choice I had to make was actually right in front of it, but there was a fear that I had to move through in order to step into that choice. And it was actually a more aligned choice. I can see it now that I'm on this side of it. I couldn't see it then. And had that all worked out, I wouldn't have stepped into what I needed to now that my life has changed, if that makes any yeah. sense. It does. It, and, you know, the thing is that I think with some of these bigger lessons that we experience, the, the things that feel hard, um, is the sense of not having consciously chosen to mm. go that way, right? Like I've not consciously chosen, maybe if I assume Caitlin for a second, I haven't consciously chosen to not have someone physically present with me. Mm. That's not something I would have chosen. And yet I find myself here confronted with that, mm. with, with the idea that facing that feeling in that situation will cause me to deepen and grow in a way that I can't imagine. Mm. Um, I, I hate change too. <laughs> I, lo <laughs> I, I love change for what it does because change is the ultimate growth. Ultimate growth. You move forward um, with no doubt will you change into something stronger, right? Um, but you don't get to choose it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it happens to you. And one of the things that I have have to find uh, or I've always find myself in is I'm not ready and when I think about how I had that thought before having kids I'm not ready it's such a joke because how do you prepare for something that you have never experienced you can't and it's something that it, comes with a mind of its own well that too but I mean even beyond kids I mean think about this if you're not ready to get married you can't quite get ready because you've never experienced matrimony right you never experience a marriage like that now you might experience a long-term partnership marriage is a different energy um i'm trying to think of something else um oh how about i've never been um i have never had to save someone's life i don't know how i'm not ready for that you're, you're you might be going to school right to become a doctor or something but what about the first time you have to work on a living person versus the training you had, which is usually with cadavers and, and other things, right? It's, it's not the same. The first time you have to, I know that's an unnerving <laughs> thought, but it, it gives you mm, some true. sense of perspective. There's no way to pre prepare yourself for that because even though you can get close, it, it's still different. You know what I mean? There's, there's different stakes that weren't there before. Um, and life does this to us all the time. And the joke that that the universe is laughing about is that we think we can. But I mean, we are totally capable of doing it. That's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about this idea of being prepared for it to happen. And the the experience itself is what prepares you in some cases. Mm. Right? So and, and that's a that's a tricky one um, to accept sometimes because um we have our logic tells us we can prepare and our logic isn't always um correct our logic serves us well in many ways but it cannot prepare us for soul related work and um growth and change is soul related work it is not logic based so you cannot prepare logically for soul growth <laughs> good luck with that yeah so so that's a bit, that's a really big thing to end with. The good news is, and I, I know this sounds contrite maybe, but we're never given anything we can't handle. Even in the moment you're like, I can't handle this. And I, I, we all have that. We're like, I cannot do this. 
<laughs> that is just sufficient. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, surrender to that thought. Allow it to to unfold, but also let yourself move past it. Because the truth is, um, we we cherry picked our own life, whether we're conscious of that yet or not. But all of this stuff was designed for us individually to master. And on some level, we have total awareness of our, our mastery. Uh, it's just on this conscious level, we don't always bring that in. Right? So we have to practice bringing that in. It's not trying to control the external circumstances. What we need to do is reach inward and go, okay, if I agree to this, show me how. <laughs> show me how I get through this. Just show me how. Um, and then trust what comes. <laughs> I make the face only because it's like it's the same I thing want... I know when I get told the same thing it's like trust fucking trust patience fucking patience <laughs> relax right <laughs> I don't want to just go bigger go deeper go 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 I know so um, uh, on a final note just personally if I could give you a hug right now I absolutely would I would because because I know what that feels like you know, and um, I'm always up here. <laughs> so I'm always here. You drive, you drive up. Well, we'll make it work. But yeah, I I feel for you, and and um, you are not there. It's not a bad idea to go to a, a, an animal shelter. Now, the problem I have with that is that I want to take everybody home. Like I just want to be like, come with me. <laughs> My house would be filled with cats and possibly dogs too. <laughs> Maybe you could but, foster, foster an animal. Like, so you don't have it permanently, um, mm. but maybe fostering an animal would be good for those times, you know, it happened for, for short periods of time. So you're not having to worry about if you have to go anywhere or go into hospital, you can, you can take them back, so to speak. Just a thought. I, you know, I remember seeing this, this video of a little girl reading to cats in a, in one of these cat shelters. Oh. She would just go and read them books. And I was like, I really resonated with that. There's a part of me that would actually, I mean, I should just do it. I don't know why I'm just talking about it, but it felt so good. I mean, like even my cat that I have right now really loves the energy of me reading to myself, just sitting there being there. But if you want to experience um, gratitude for you, just you being, be, yes, be around these animals, you know? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> I gotta keep I know I gotta keep licking my mug I mean okay, <laughs> let me explain this one more time for people who are like what is she doing because I'm not crazy <laughs> I'm not crazy there's no there's no chocolate in the house right now this is the only chocolate I can get is stuck to my <laughs> mug so I'm like <laughs> keeps me sane <laughs> anything that's right anything that gave me sense <laughs> oh dear all right just have a quick look to see if there's any other last minute comments and then we will wrap up for today oh tim is just um confirming that soul tribe is there around us and that's so true i mean you know what nothing will confirm the fact that you have a tribe and energy than being connected to someone who's so far away from you and having uh, and a deeper relationship with someone that you can't be around. You didn't, uh, you know, you might not think it's possible. It's absolutely possible and very rewarding. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at times we spend on the phone, like I think I'll, I will just talk for five or 10 minutes, an hour and a half goes by. Cause we go talk about this, talk about that. It's like, might as well just like yeah exactly get one of those uh computers that's on your refrigerator and just talk to your refrigerator mm -hmm. <laughs> just like well, yeah, i'm glad phones with the earphones because we can both walk around the house and do things for the kids and whatnot as we're chatting about uh, we've cleaned we we've cleaned we've made food we fed people all sorts of things have happened yes yeah and it's i see real. that as, i see that as a, a very strong connection and I, I enjoy the that time so for me that that works Absolutely. Because I can lay down on the couch and be in my jammies and not have to look pretty. <laughs> I think we've actually been on the phone together while actually not talking to each other. Like other things were going on. 
Mm. Yeah. Oh, we've done that. Yeah. Plenty of times where we've sat there and worked and the other person's there, but we're not talking to them. It's just kind of like a reassuring <laughs> presence. Because <laughs> then you can just ask a question in the moment. <laughs> Could be any moment. Be ready. <laughs> be ready. Oh, all right. Anything else before we wrap up? All good? No. I just that, you know, everyone's fabulous. Thanks for being here with us for our little um, mixer. I love it because we always are like, this is going to be easy. And then like really heavy stuff comes through. That even at the end, we're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got to ponder this now. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everybody who joined us live today for your questions, your input, your energy. We love you dearly. And um, if you've got any suggestions for particular topics that you would like us to cover, feel free to send us a message either by Facebook or through our website. And um, you join us in the spirit circles. If you go to spirit4success.com and click on spirit circles, we'd love to have you be a part of that group energy for group manifesting and support. Other than that, until next time, relax. We got this. She's got this. It's got chocolate in it. <laughs> I'll lick my mug. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit the number four success.com or find us on facebook in fact why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group kick-ass and sparkly lady panures unite until next time relax we got this